you're listening to Of Slights and Men with Benji and Jacob. A Daily Magician production. to Of Slides and Men. Today I'm joined by a very special guest who goes by the name of, and I always make this mistake, I always don't ask how to pronounce the name before I start the podcast, <laughs> but I think it's Tobias Dostal. Yeah. Is, that, is that okay That's pronunciation? <laughs> okay. Uh, if you haven't heard of Tobias Dostal, uh, honestly, I think he's created some of the most original magic to date. Um, he's always playing around with fun ideas. He's also an artist and he takes a really nice, really does a great job combining his artistry with his magic. Uh, if you haven't seen him, maybe you heard about him in his recent, recent releases like Candyman, or maybe you saw uh, Chris Ramsey's video uh, all about him. But either way, Tobias Dostal is one of the, honestly, what I think is one of the coolest and most original magicians around right now. And we're really excited to have you on the podcast. Well, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today. How's, how's your day been so far? Hopefully that, was an, hopefully that was an okay introduction. I feel like it was a little, oh, little stumbling. But... <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure just talking about stuff like magic and art is the best thing mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it's kind of an interesting one because i i don't quite know where your career started did it start in magic did it start in art would you be able to tell me a little bit about kind of like how you got started in all of this oh man this is just a, a, a journey because i think everybody starts as a magician as a child or in, you know but i always had a a favor for all these things you can play with your fingers with like even if it's just like a like a pen like that you spin your fingers you know this is what what i loved when i was a kid at one yeah. point i just figured out this is like sleight of hand this is like cardistry this is like kind of these things but i just came into magic of course like everybody else with a classic i don't know i think a, a set you buy in a cheap toy store you know yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> I don't know, I always did that and I always was drawing a lot. So I, I don't know exactly which came first of uh, my interest there. But magic is definitely, since I'm 13, I'm performing everywhere. And this is like, it really became kind of a profession early on. So wow. I, before I actually studied fine arts. <laughs> mm. So tell me about that. How, when did you start? So magic came first as a kid, kind of like the classic origin story. You know, you start with like some magic kit and then you get hooked <laughs> but afterwards you go into studying fine arts so where did you study why did you I, yeah. mean, I feel like fine arts is one of those things that's like quite a specific thing to study so where did that all come from that's a good question because i felt like you know i, I was really performing a lot when i was 18 20 mm-hmm. and i thought this is my life you know like i got really good gigs at this time and then yeah when you actually make some money and with something you it's really easy to to stay with this, you know, but I don't know. I just, because I didn't study yet. So I was like, come on, I have to find something that suits for what I'm doing. And I loved like drawing and all the artists. So I just decided to, to look at fine arts. And first I was thinking of a teacher becoming an art teacher, you know, this is what, what, what should be good for me, you know, but then I, yeah. decided I just go for the fine arts. I just, I just try it. And it's such a beautiful study because it's, Especially where I studied in Braunschweig, it's a it's a really free university where you just get a studio and you just work for yourself. There's no teacher telling you how to paint the orange correctly. You know, it's really just about 
figuring out what you love and you discover things and play around and this is this is the best part of university when you study fine arts <laughs> yeah i believe that all of you just sitting around in a room and like nothing's really wrong you're just like creating <laughs> yeah there's nothing wrong this is exactly what a lot of people have problems with because you you're really allowed to, to produce a lot of bullshit you know and it's completely fine <laughs> and uh you have to get some experience for it because it's only coming over you know some years and some observing things you know you have to really fine-tune and actually what you learn is to formulate yourself you know like mm. you have to find <clears throat> who are you actually and what you like and why you like things like this and then you just yeah, you just dig in the ground what is actually your thing there. You know, it's uh, it's really exciting because there's so much you're interested in, but mm -hmm. I'm always getting back to the same thing somehow that I like. And then, then I realize that why I like this so much. Yeah, I don't know. It forms just your personality much better if you do this. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense. So while you're in school, like what sort of, which fine artist inspired you and what did you start to develop? I mean, I, was, I know like fine art, like you said, it's all about kind of like self-expression. Was it more like you started to find what art represented you or did you find like a certain style that you felt like fitted? Oh yeah, this changed so yeah. much because I had no idea about all these cool artists since I came to university. You know, when I was younger, before my studies, you look at the classic everybody knows, you know, there's like, of course, maybe you have heard about Magritte, but I'm not sure if you really know about Magritte when you're like, 18 or something you know you're not yeah. then you have to be really interested in these things you only know like picasso and uh you know all this uh, salvador dali and you, you know a bit about surrealism yeah. but at one point when you i don't know i always loved edgar degas you know i always tried to draw like him and i painted a lot so i i don't know i i always used um, painting all the big painters to actually learn how to paint but you know <laughs> At one point when you yeah. study fine arts, you, you don't need all this stuff anymore. You just, first you, you have to forget everything you learned in school. You have to get like a completely new way of thinking because everything is super free and you don't have to stuck too much to other artists. They can just inspire you, but it's mm -hmm. so much more um, that you know they exist and they're also painted with blue, like Yves Klein, you watch this. Or yeah. I don't know, when you, when you study fine arts it's really about just playing around what you do and a professor tells you oh it's interesting maybe you can look at this artist how he you know he used this material for his work and then you just get a little mm -hmm. bit inspired from him of course you don't copy him but you just take what is interesting there and you put it in your work so it's yeah i mean artists are there's so many artists out there <laughs> mm -hmm. always new ones to discover yeah and it's kind of hard, like, I feel like for anyone that hasn't seen your art before, it's a bit of a difficult thing to describe, like, over a podcast. <laughs> yes, it's better to see that in, in real. But yeah, yeah I just, I just pushed all my, my favorites together because I was, I had three professors. Mm -hmm. One was for painting, and then I moved to another class, and he was more for theater and film. And mm -hmm. the third pr professor I had was more like, a, he, he did sculptures, so... At the end, my work, my works are actually a combination of drawings mm, yeah, that makes with, sense. with film as a sculpture. And then it becomes like a mixed media thing. And yeah. uh, I just love to scratch into acrylic glass, you know, and then I put light underneath. So all my drawings lightening up and different acrylics are just showing different images. So it looks like a flip book 
on a, on a light base. You know, it's really difficult to explain you're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the point of art, right? Like, if all art was described over a podcast, I think uh, <laughs> it would not be very popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's. I think it's pretty nice and magical. This is why. Uh, yeah, it's good to no. to watch it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like for anybody listening right now, just pause, just Google Tobias Dostal, have a look at the art, and then come back, because I think it will give you a, a really uh, good amount of context <laughs> for what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, so tell me, in terms of like, so you, you, you go to University of Fine Arts, you're kind of gigging before that, I mean, since like, you've been working as a magician for a very long time, how did those two like immediately come together in terms of like, your creation where you're at right now do you still do both i'm just interested to know kind of how your fine arts experience inspired your magic and, and vice versa yeah it's a it was a long thing because I, when i started my university i was young i was just doing my my magic things and i thought right. magic is art and i can just you know uh, make all my installations with like magic tricks and then mm. some professors told me like toby look uh, maybe it's good if you just separate it for a moment because, you know, art can do so much more than a magic trick, you know. And I had no idea what that what this means, you know. And I was, uh, I just had to figure out that art is just the, the general, you know, word for everything. And, and magic is yeah. just one, one handcraft in this whole theme. So, of mm -hmm. course, there's magic that you can consider as art, but it's all about context. So, it's uh, it's a different if you do magic on stage or if you do magic in a white room for you know people. It uh, the, of course the, the the art question is a different one, but I <clears throat> more and more I just discovered things that are so close to the illusion to the to the theme of you know when you work with film like real yeah. film, this is suddenly really um, respected in the art world. You know like look look at George Méliès and. The, the brothers Lumiere who who invented this projector and played around with this film material. This is based on a magic machine, the projector, that changed the whole society now. So I'm really I was super excited when I figured that out. That there were actually magicians working in the art, you know, actually forming a new society with their ideas, because now we are just living in a world of film and we're watching all the time images that are moving and Everything's just based because magicians were playing around with these projectors and films and, and made experiments that everything was just, uh, you know, developed more and more out of that. So this is really exciting to me. But in general, I, I don't know, I, the bridge between art, when you do your artworks and magic, there are like different yeah. perspectives. It's when I do my, mad, my, my art shows, they are like magic mm -hmm. tricks kind of, but the spectator is allowed to walk around my my sculpture and also discover how it's done i i put everything like for example the projector now you know if I, there's a movie on the wall a film projected on the wall i come yeah. in i see the projector i see how all the the film is running through this machine that helps me showing that illusion that projects on the wall so the the spectator is not losing his his illusion right he's still completely uh, inspired by it to see it you know when you when you perform on stage and somebody sees how you palm a card on, on the back and they see it you flash and they go like oh shit my illusion is gone you know mm -hmm. but if you if you in the art world i like so much that 
by my installations, they are kind of transparent. So you see how everything works, but you still can enjoy that illusion. So it's a um, this is what I actually figured out over my my time of, of the university. But hmm. I'm still trying to put this together. It's not a it's, yeah, it's not, never complete. Way. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Art is quite a progressive art form, <laughs> I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it's even like uh, Da Vinci, right? Like he, he wasn't done painting Mona, the Mona Lisa till he died, right? Like still like carrying it around with him. So it's like, it's, just, it's interesting to think about like how okay. art forms are never, it's never done, you know, it's like, it's never quite complete and yeah, you, you hopefully you, just get better and better. You should never arrive somewhere, you know? It's not about arriving That's somewhere. That's not the point. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's only about that journey and and how you just come and develop and invent yourself new and always in a different way. And, you know, when I'm creating my magic tricks, I, I released them at one point, but there's, they have, they're not ready yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they're still ongoing. And there are still like things you can work them out better and things. But of course, you have to be satisfied at one point mm -hmm. and be happy that other people play with this as well or look at it already and, th and say their opinion. But I think it's it's always in progress. It's uh, yeah, doesn't matter what you do. I briefly interrupt this podcast to give a quick shout out to our newsletter. If you go to www.dailymagician.com/books, you'll be able to claim twenty four magic books for free, as well as sign up for our daily newsletter. In this newsletter, we share tons of incredible content, just like this podcast, as well as providing you with amazing exclusive offers from fantastic magicians. That's www.thedailymagician.com slash books. Yeah, how do you reach that point of satisfaction for you? Like, is it is it just like kind of like a eureka moment? Or is it like, I've been working on this for a year, I should probably show it to people, or <laughs> it's been yeah. a while now, you know? <laughs> of course, it needs to be... If, if I'm really thinking in terms of other people should be able yeah. to, when they buy it, to, perf to perform. But I mean, this is really, I have to make sure that it's easy enough for other people to enjoy, that they can stand in front of the mirror and reach that yeah. um, kind of sleight of hand or the skill to make it look good. All my things are kind of knacky at the beginning when you play with my tools and I think I, I just create tools, you know, they are like, you can play with them in so many directions. It's mm -hmm. not just this one trick, you can perform this one thing. Mostly it's just the, like optics or something, you can perform this routine or you just use it for so many different uh, ideas. So it's, there's always something new to come up with. But of course, the, I'm happy with, if there are already like 10 different ways to play with it, then hey, let's let's have let's take it out that people should have fun with this as well you know <laughs> yeah no that makes sense i feel like it's interesting because like this thing that i i know for myself like my mind is not very good at which is like creating 3d objects and like thinking about things in terms of like mechanics like i'm a lot more uh like i can think very well like in terms of like literature or writing or like ideas but in terms of like physics like physical components I often like struggle so I'm interested to know like seeing as a lot of the stuff that you create is kind of like physically based you know whether it be art or yeah. like, you know like your recent Candyman release you know it's like it, it's an actual object as a thing you know how how did you kind of like like get the skill to make physical objects and when you go about thinking like creating a gimmick or, or 
separate art form or an art piece, sorry. Yeah. Where does that process start for you? It's a good question because I think because I had this university with all these workshops, you know, there was the mm -hmm. workshop for wood, there was the one for acrylic, you know, all the sculpture, ceramics, and I don't know, I went here and there and um, the guys in the workshop, they're like, yeah, here, I'll go over there, take the piece of wood, cut it with this saw. <laughs> you know, they didn't do it for you, but they gave you a little bit of instructions uh -huh. that you can go a little bit to your idea, you know? So, of course, you were like, oh, shit, I cannot do this. Then you helped you also maybe a little bit, but at least you got a little crash course in everything. So, I was super interested in working with metal and I was just screwing and things together. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm really not a professional. I'm not an engineer or something, you know, but it was enough that I learned there to, to just build me a prototype of, of something I want. And of course, I'm not, I would say I'm not really like uh, fine with everything, but at least I can create something that I can feel it in my hand and I can see yeah. if that gimmick works. So, and this helps me of my, I cannot think of it before because you really have to, making making is thinking this is what is my premise in creating so you're mm. it's lovely you can you, if you say you're into literature and you have these pictures from this poet and then you have to think okay but how can i get my routine into this picture you know or a method yeah. you know? for me it's completely the opposite i'm i'm really playing with materials and then i realize oh wow the silicone is just super stretchy and i can unstretch it and mm. it flips back and then I actually realized that it's possible to do this with this. And then suddenly out of this material, it tells me something, what actually the effect could be also. You know, I mean, sometimes I'm really hunting for a picture I want, like mm -hmm. ping. I don't know, this was a trick where you flick a coin in the air and it disappears. Yeah. And I was trying to find then material that sounds exactly like a coin that is tossed in the air. So there, there is a different way around, but... <clears throat> Most of the time, my, my table is just full of weird gimmicks out of every kind of material. And yeah. I, I don't know, I, I just play with this and I just realize uh, what, what are the possibilities with that. So I'm, I'm more this guy who, who works over the hands to find the right ideas, yeah. I have to say. <laughs> You're more of, a, more of like a tinkerer, like an Edison, where you just kind of like throw stuff at the wall till something sticks. Would you, would you say that's fair? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it works both ways, but it's uh, so interesting yeah. because when you do then something and you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, wow, this looks exactly like <laughs> Ghostbusters when Slimer <laughs> went out of the bathtub, you know, like, and then suddenly you can work in this direction because you have a good story. But it's, <laughs> it's a weird example, but... No, yeah, it's a good one. I'm a Ghostbusters fan, so you found the right audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Actually, talking of which, that kind of reminded me of something I saw in the um, in the video you did with uh, Chris Ramsey, um, where you have like that box you carry around. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, maybe if you, I, I think I'll just describe it briefly for the, the listeners. It's basically like you have. Oh, what is it? It's a it's a box for um, a film camera, right? Yeah, it's true. And, it's for my it's for my Bolex camera actually, but it's so such a beautiful luggage because I'm when I have a gig, I take it with me. I'm looking like a doctor, you know, like, yeah, I'm arriving. Cool. <laughs> <I'm Yeah. arriving. laughs> and yeah, I just have all, if, if somebody steals that bag and he looks inside, you will think like, oh, 
tests for from a psychopath or something, and, <laughs> yeah. like cut it off silicone fingers, and, and <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. some weird stuff in there. But I really I need that because if you have an idea and then you you forget about this idea because you didn't wrote it da down or something. But I really mm -hmm. take that gimmick with me to to have a reminder and a play object for doesn't matter where I go. Mm -hmm. I just stand in the queue of a line somewhere and I just have this and I just play around with it. I'm the really? I'm the super psycho <laughs> with this. It's like That's so funny, man. That would look so weird. <laughs> you just like you're like check it out. Like you're buying food and the guy next to you is just like <laughs> playing around with egg magic. Yeah. I mean this is if, I, if I'm driving in the underground, you know, I'm also I'm the crazy guy because when in the, the when it's dark and you see <laughs> when you're not in the station and you're just in the tunnel, right? And then all yeah, the mirrors yeah. are black, so you have a perfect mirror. And then I'm standing there with also a deck of cards and I'm just training. Mm. But what else should you do in this time? You can just be on your phone and play Candy yeah, Crush or bullshit. You know, I just, uh, I just prefer to to do always something inspiring. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, and for anyone that, again that hasn't watched it, you gotta just go watch like Chris Ramsey's video on Tobias Dostal because it's just so funny. Just has like, I, I feel like they must have cut a lot of clips because like there's a lot in there, but the amount of stuff you must have in that box that you play around with, it looks it looks pretty fun. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we just had a great uh, week in Spain. I don't know if you've also seen this video. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, Chris is awesome. You put all these beautiful magicians together in one spot, and then. This was really a, an amazing time of inspiration. Just seeing what other crazy guys doing, you know, it's like helps you a lot. Yeah, if, you, if you share your magic with other people, this is really this is the goal, you know. If you have something yeah. weird to play with, and don't stay alone with this, you know. If you discovered something, you just you should show it to a lot of magic friends and then get their opinions because this is really what what brings this forward, you know. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. I feel like a lot of the times in magic, like we have this like sense of scarcity because it's that, that kind of like feeling of like, oh, well, this is a secret. And like the longer I keep the secret, like the more power I'll have. But yeah. really, like you said, like sharing it with people is how that how yes. that develops and becomes better and more rich. And and it's also just more fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> just sitting I, in, in by yourself and doing it. <laughs> ideas don't belong to anybody. You know, this is just. Yeah. We are just uh, we should share everything, and then of course it's nice to get a credit for something. But it's uh, it's so important to just open up and not you know keep it secret. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's yes, of course you have to make some. Uh, you have to decide who you show it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to trust them. You know, it's important. Yeah, but no, no, that's, that's really really cool. I um I think it's kind of interesting like you were talking about i don't know this is just to come back a little bit more to like your art and magic was something that i heard you say um that i thought was was cool was how you were talking about how you like can cause introspection with both art and magic and this is something that i've only really ever heard um like danny talk about and like really magicians that take their magic very seriously it's like <laughs> is i only ever hear it from people like that and i was just wondering like what do you think well, first of all, like, how do you cause introspection with magic and art other than just like doing it? <laughs> and how can that be like beneficial for your spectators? Like, and for your people that observe 
Yeah. Hopefully that question makes sense. I know it's a little like strung out, but yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's so interesting to understand that the spectator, you know, how you design their kind of experience, you know, this is, mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has a different reality, you know, and every trick you do is, it's, it start it becomes a different thing for everybody because the magic trick is never the same again because everybody has different way how he looks at this life, you know, and then mm -hmm. it depends which words you're just giving them and suddenly for them a whole world opens up, you know, if you just, and it's just interesting because magic in general, I feel like, I don't know why, there's always this problem that this is, uh, it's in Germany, it's really good now with this, mm -hmm. the look of magic is really elegant and it's like, this is what you get to see. It's a high entertainment thing, you know, but people prefer the art is the really intellectual stuff, you know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit bizarre, <laughs> but it is like this. I People should just, uh, understand that what you're doing there is not just a clown magic trick you know it's a it can really tell you something if it can give you an experience that is way stronger than anything that uh, i see in galleries you know so i feel like magic is so strong because people really get a, a personal experience one by one this is my favorite thing if i go to somebody and uh i i take something an object in their hand like the ring for example and and make it melt in their hand. And I'm talking also about surrealism and Dali. And suddenly for him, it becomes a an artistic approach, I mean, like an artistic field he, he can think of, and it becomes really intellectual suddenly, just because I'm using a little context of the art world. So it's um, it's interesting how how you know how people react to this and that, but you never know exactly how they will react to it. So it's it's a game of the visuals that you put into your effect and the words you're saying. This is uh, it's just creating a, a beautiful new reality for them that they don't understand. And this is what, what is the beauty of it. Because if you go in a gallery, you watch a painting, wow, you get, you get sucked into that reality the artist is showing you there, right? A crazy painting and you don't understand it. And this is the beauty of it because you don't understand the artwork first, you know, it's like you look at it first, you know, his context, where he's coming from and why this makes sense for him. But it's it's not a riddle like magic or something. It's more uh, something for your senses. You know, there's something you really feel about it. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's also a magic trick because it's just a claim how reality is right now. So this, these are the two points where I think a magic trick and and an artwork is kind of the same, you know, we're just, we're claiming that this is the reality and you see it in this situation and uh, how you put your associations to it. Everybody has different associations and ideas. So it's, there's always this middle line between art and magic where I love to, to play with the context of art inside my yeah. magic. No, yeah, I like that. I, I never, you know, it's like when I go to an art gallery, I never, I've just never thought about it that way. Where like the first time you look at a piece of art, like you aren't supposed to understand it. You know, it's like it's supposed to be, like it's supposed to be an experience <laughs> that's not just immediate. You know, it's like in the observation and in like the feeling and in attaching your own 
interpretation to it. That's what I mean, at least from what I'm understanding from what you're saying now. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that that's a lot a lot of what goes into it. Like I and honestly I've just never really thought about it that way. Because sometimes I'll just look at a piece of art and I'll just be like, oh like I don't really know what that is. Like move on. Yeah. But from, at least from what I'm understanding from you, <laughs> that is kind of just like the start rather than like the end. Am I understanding that correctly? I mean, yeah. I know that's you talked about a lot more, but that's just like something that I've never thought about. <laughs> exactly, because most of the artworks you don't get an entrance to, you know, it's like mm -hmm. you just look at it and you're just, you know, delighted by the surface, you know, how tasty it looks and, you know, like <laughs> yeah. the aesthetics and the design. But sometimes you realize from the first moment, it's like, oh, that's so clever. You know, like suddenly mm -hmm. you have a, you find you think you know what the artist wants to say with this but you're not sure actually but you have your own uh interpretation why it's cool so that's cool enough you know it's mm. I, I think the artist every artist is not trying to impress the audience you know they're just doing something they like but a gallery mostly has artworks that should be nice to buy and hang somewhere and i don't know this is a, there's a different field of art you know where it just becomes a uh, money machine you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like what you're saying as well about like attaching a story for the spectator that's another thing i wrote down when i was like doing my research um was just like how when you give the spectator a story they almost like create the magic themselves you know and they'll like create false images false like stories that like last afterwards and actually during it yeah and yeah i'm interested to know when you think about the, when you're like scripting or when you're like performing for people, how, what, what stories do you find work best? Or do you try and kind of suit the story to the setting and, and the person? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I always feel like there are certain things that are becoming super surreal. Mm. Like yeah, just, uh, if you talk about a deja vu, you know? Yeah. And I had a deja vu the other day. And if you start this story, everybody can connect already because they also had a deja vu once, you know, and then it doesn't matter what card trick you're doing and this card is always coming back, you know, suddenly it makes somehow sense that you, you know, lift up your card trick with a beautiful, magical situation, you know, but it's really important to, to get them emotionally prepared of what you're going to show them because you can show them the craziest magic trick, but if they were not ready for it, they cannot, you know, Yeah. they couldn't it, understand. It doesn't matter. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why, you know, most, most magicians trying to tell the story of their childhood or whatever it is. I always feel like I don't want to talk too much because this becomes so contrived or, but it's, um, my magic in general has not so much scripting. I have to say, <laughs> because, <laughs> I, I love to to perform in the moment, you know, and if this feels already like a little theater play for them, then it becomes a kind of artificial feel. You know, I love to just when I'm somewhere and on the table, there's some something I can use. Like I just take the ketchup, you know, and I I make a mess for a second and they go like, what, what, what are you doing? You know, like and they're getting actually <laughs> emotionally involved. Like, it's just like rude, you know, but suddenly yeah. they realize it's it's magic and suddenly something happens they didn't expect. And this is exactly what I'm hunting for is I don't want them to have any expectations. You know, it's, mm. I'm always, my, I, this is the magic I want to do since some years now. It's, I don't want to take something out of my pocket 
and then I said, you know, I, I got this from my grandmother. It's like, ooh, what is this? You know, like, uh, <laughs> it, it just becomes weird. And suddenly this theater play starts where Hamlet tries to be Hamlet. And I'm, I don't want to stay in a different character. I just, I love to surprise people with, you know, with things. Of course, they, are, they know that I will do a magic trick now, but it's better if, if I just say not too much before and it's like you just, if you just open your head let's see it take a little bit and these are just you know skittles or tic tacs or something you know it's not a it's just an everyday object and then suddenly it disappears and then it appears somewhere else and they feel something and they don't hear too much they i love magic that is like an experience where you can have your eyes closed and you can experience it this is such beautiful yes. magic and uh if you collect some of these effects, this really helps to make people feel what magic is about and not just, uh, in, you know, seeing it, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. different thing. Both, both is great, but the visuals in your brain, these are the best visuals, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I even don't know anymore. What was the question? <laughs> No, no, it's that's great. I, I think where we ended up is fine anyway. <laughs> it's interesting. It makes me think of like, uh, like, you know, when you can have like false uh, memories where you like condition people with magic. So, for instance, if you're doing like a coin toss from one hand to another, and then you retain in palm or whatever, how sometimes like people will like genuinely that that works really well on me. Like people will genuinely swear they saw the coin go into your other hand because you kind of like create that repetition and create a false memory. It, it's weird how like not only can the magic happen like without you doing anything like it like there genuinely is magic happening like in their brain like it's, it's genuinely having an effect on them that is like completely out of what the magician himself is doing yes i love it when they tell it to their friends in the completely exaggerated yeah. way and then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's amazing because sometimes they just want to describe the moment to their yeah. friends you know and they, they, they push a little bit that the other guy's like, what? You know, that they can actually yeah. <laughs> give also this excitement they felt to somebody. It's like, it's amazing. But yeah, that's a different story. But yeah, I mean, you can create so much and it's so free, you know. For me, I just I, I stepped a bit away from the classic magic stuff. Like, mm -hmm. I love card magic, but I'm not performing too much cards. I, I don't know, I love also coin magic, but I'm, I'm finding different mm. props that are exactly yeah. like coins. Like the, I don't know, the slice of lemon in, in my drink, you know? And it's a, suddenly I just like look in my water and I just take out the piece of lemon and I just do something with that. <laughs> I, I know all the coin moves, so I can perfectly manipulate that piece of lemon, but it's uh, it's just a different thing, you know? It's not a, a coin from John F. Kennedy and no. It's such a weird thing you bring, you know? Yeah. It's like, especially if you're not from America, right? It's like weird enough in America, but like having a dollar, American silver dollar outside of America is like kind of even less, like even, even more unmotivated. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You can, of course, bring some. Yeah, coins, yeah, of you know? course. Yeah. Nothing is forbidden. I'm just saying what I think is super cool in the moment to, mm. to make it look like you can do magic with anything. You know yeah no i like that a lot make it feel because, very organic yeah and then your your props are not magic it's you you're magic suddenly you know people think you can do it with anything you can just you know there's never 
the, the routine suddenly never finished, you know, and you put your cards away and then you take out the next thing from your pocket. It's okay. Next thing is coming, but it's so cool. If you just, you know, like virtuals playing with things and I don't, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I love that. I also love that idea. I feel like it's a thing that I've always like heard as well of like top magicians or whatever, right? where it's like, people be like, dude, I was having dinner with Gwent Damaris and like, he just like picked up the glass and like suddenly, you know, like, I don't know. It, it feels like one of those, there's almost like, there's, there's like an aura that surrounds magicians like for spectators. And then there's like an aura that surrounds like top, top incredible magicians for other magicians. Yes. And I feel like a, a big part of that is like, like you said, that, that, that idea that they like, they might actually just genuinely be a little bit magic, you know? <laughs> and I feel like being able to do magic with everyday objects, like a, a lemon in your drink or whatever like that definitely adds to that, that idea, which is really cool. Yeah. It's, it's so much better. I feel like, yeah, uh... I don't know where magic is going these days, but it's mm -hmm. I'm also not interested in, in the market or something. But yeah. I just I just love to to throw away some old concepts and I don't know. I I just love if things getting out of hand, you know, if, if it's starting to become <laughs> just surreal. You know, if yeah. you kinda if it's like a joke when you when you tell a good joke to somebody. You, you start your story and suddenly the story goes such a different way, you know, and people are like, huh? And that's, that's actually why it's so funny because it's, it goes out of your field and you have to start imagining the unexpected, you know, situation, you know, it's like a, you, you just put it back to your reality, how, how this is going, stands in relation. So it's like, it just creates this new reality for them where you have to, to be actually really intellectual to understand it, you know, it's, I think magic is such an intellectual form of art entertainment. It's, mm. yeah, it's, it combines everything you want. This is why it's so good. Yeah. I, I'm interested to know something else that you, you talk about a lot. And if I, I think your exact quote was like, you basically said like, it's all about play. And when we're having this conversation, I can definitely like, feel that <laughs> from you like you you just sound playful it sounds like you really enjoy what you do you're always messing around with different things how do you always make you know even if you're gigging or i don't know filming or making a piece of art things that seem like professional like that they need some sort of like seriousness how do you always bring that sense of play uh, yeah it's, it's funny because everything i I don't know. I put out everything looks so easy, you know. You know these artworks where you think like, "Oh man, I could have done this," you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you don't know how much time this artist actually spent to make it right. look so easy, you know. It's <laughs> so for me, I I don't know. I'm like a, I feel always feel like a scientist because I'm just you know I'm having my materials. I'm just I'm observing and then I'm experimenting again and then I'm comparing and then I realize this is better. So. There's nothing wrong and nothing is too good at the beginning. I know this, nothing was perfect on the first try, you know, but because of experimenting around, it's just showing you so much, uh, which directions are still possible. And then nobody knows then the 200 ways I tried that I didn't work, yeah. <laughs> but I, I found these two ways, how it could look and good and, you know, but it only worked because I made these 200 steps before where I always failed and I just didn't give up because I, I just, I really wanted to see it. And this is also with my art stuff. I have this idea 
with all these mirrors and I put some foil in front so it becomes an infinity and I have this perfect picture in my brain. I start doing it and nothing works. And I was like, ooh. And then yeah. I just try this material. I found another plexiglass and then suddenly it works. But it's, uh, there's always a way how things work. But it's, it gives me, on the way of, of trying it, I actually found a way better solution and a way stronger picture. So I use that. <laughs> I'm not really always stuck to the to the basic idea I had, but yeah, it's good to have an idea to frame it a little bit where this should go, and then also, you know, just stay loose with it and play with it, and then discover things and just say, wow, this is this is actually way better than, you know, my drawing. I'm always saying this, you know, like the pencil and the pen, uh, sorry, the pencil and the paper is always mm -hmm. so much more intelligent than you are, you know. <laughs> so it's you just give it a try and you just sit down you look at it and then you're like ah this looks like this and then you continue in that way but it had to speak to you you know all these materials they somehow communicate with me and this is where i'm trying it in front of the mirror and then i'm realizing wow this looks exactly like a sharpie this gray it's like ah and then i i just discover why i look myself in the mirror teaching me the old trick i want to do you know i'm like <laughs> Sometimes I'm thinking I'm somehow stuck on a magic DVD or something, you know. I, I love to watch VHS and all these instructions. And when I'm training in front of the mirror, I'm actually also explaining what I'm doing there, the, the guy in the mirror. Mm. <laughs> so this, this helps me so much that I give, I give myself a lecture and then I see I like actually that. it would be better. It looks weird if I hold my hand like this. And then I just come up with um, the right way maybe to do it. Mm. But it's, um, yeah, I feel like playing around is just what is so necessary. And uh, it just shows you so many possibilities. And you shouldn't be disappointed if something doesn't work because it doesn't matter. It was so good you tried it because now you know that it doesn't work this way. So you can focus on the other way. It's, I don't know, you have to be just patient. You know, every, everything will come at one point together. But you cannot force it, you know. It's really about just giving the the time it needs for everything. And this is also why you shouldn't rush, you know. Just leave it on your table and find it another day for with new ideas. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that. I, I think I was thinking when you were talking about that. It's funny because I think uh, you you and my wife would get on because she's always she's always telling me like she's she she's a composer and she's like she always does the same thing where she just like leaves things out. She's like, but if I don't leave it out, like I won't do anything with it, and like I'll forget that I have it, and I, I you know, it will never like go any further. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to hear you say the same thing, where it's just like having it like kind of just ever present is almost like part of the creation process and part of that. It, you being able to have that sense of like spontaneity and fun would that be fair to, to say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's important to to really just rest it there a little bit and and. This, this, this gaps that are still there, they will be filled at one point. It's, it comes automatically. Mm. But um, it's just also how, how strong you want it, you know. If you really want it strong, it will come with, you know, then you will not stop thinking about it till going to sleep, you know, and then something will grow crazy good out of it. But, I mean, it's, if, you, if you feel like you don't get forward with something, just give it some time off and get some different perspectives and do something completely different. I feel always 
I'm doing magic, I'm creating this and that, and then I'm not doing any magic for two months. I'm just building some exhibition. And then um, this this material I was using for the exhibition inspired me back for my magic. And so it's like, it's, uh, it's good I have these two pools. I'm taking my ideas out hmm. because this is just uh, what you need here. shouldn't, you should just look everywhere because you can find magic in everything you look. You know, it's this world is so magical. Doesn't matter if you make a walk and you just look at the trees again, you know, and then uh, it's just you just you take a leaf and then you will look close and you will understand that this is also magic, you know, like there is something you you get ideas from. It's it's really of course everybody will do a paddle move when they're taking the leaf in the hand, but it's it's cool enough you do a paddle move with a leaf, you know. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. It's, it's cool to hear that creation process because you make creating magic sound really fun, which I guess it should be, right? <laughs> so it, it's cool to hear you talk about it like that. Because sometimes it can feel like, you know, it feel like a chore or almost like a competition for people, you know, where it's like, man, like, I can come up with something that's like more fooling and easier and, and better than what's on the market right now, you know? But it's, yeah. to you, it sounds more like a process of play and enjoyment, which I think is just better for you and it seems like it creates like <laughs> great uh work as well so it's cool to hear you talk about it like that yeah that's yeah if you have the joy with it then it's the best because it will never feel like work if you yeah if you have fun experimenting and this is also my my biggest privilege for me that i'm just doing some some work that is doesn't feel like work i'm just of course there are deadlines you know for this gallery yeah. or this exhibition and I'm happy that there are these deadlines because I have to, I have <laughs> yeah, to you finish your work. I have to yeah. decide at this point it will look like this and I'm not changing it again to this and that. So I'm like, I, it's good that uh, some things are set up at one point because all this digital world, you know, uh, all this Photoshop or whatever, you can just do undo. And then sometimes it's nice if you just say, this is how it looks now. You know, when I develop mm -hmm. my films, there's no going back anymore, you know, then it's, it's with the, the chemicals, it's fixed and it cannot be changed again, you know. So mm -hmm. it's nice if things are suddenly also how they are and you have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. But if I wouldn't get any pressure, I would just all the time mix up this stuff more and more in a different direction. <laughs> There's always <laughs> an endless play going on. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, it's been a pleasure so far. I've learned so much. Um, I think before we kind of close things out, I'd love to just kind of get a bit more specific about where people can like find your work, support you. Um, I, I I saw you have a Gumroad. I think there's some really cool projects on there, like where you have like like finger manipulation and like face manipulation, sort of like <laughs> yes. the craziest impromptu stuff I've ever seen. Um, so maybe I don't know if you want to talk about that. Talk about where people can support you, learn more yeah, about you. There are only three downloads. I have so much more in the pipeline. But I, I, I bet. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy if uh, if you're somehow signing up or just send me an email and I can get you on my on my list if there's an exhibition or a show coming up. You know, mm -hmm. I actually have to really do a good uh, email. I'm I'm so jealous of Danny Goldsmith how he's really treating his his mails. You know that he has uh, you know. Like so many people, you can write things. Well, what's the, what's the news? I'm not, I'm not doing this because I'm just too busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I would love to do this. I would love to share more of what I'm doing because it's um, everybody who comes to Berlin. I'm really happy to 
just hang out for a beer and jam, you know, and like uh, mm -hmm. Berlin is such a great place to yeah, amazing city to get inspiration from. But um, yes, I'm really happy if if you take a look at my website as well. I would see my art stuff. And uh, yeah, I have like some exhibitions also coming up in, in Lissabon and one is in Helsinki right now. And uh, yeah, there's uh, always something coming up. So stay tuned for that. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, uh, Tobias. It was really a pleasure to learn from you. I hope everyone that was listening uh, oh, enjoyed it as well. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I'll end out this part of the podcast here. Many thank times. you, my friend. Let's yeah, talk to you again. Yeah.